0: Well, we are <coughs> we are now uh, fully into our no offense uh, message series. Uh, this is the message series that uh, Pastor Jane uh, shared with me and you last week as she's partnering with me and uh, we heard from her last week about forgiveness and uh, we're continuing in this series that that actually we took uh, uh, some of these notes and these ideas from Pastor Craig Rochelle and uh, his work on this. I think he did it last year, something along those lines. So we're taking these these notes and, and applying them to ourselves and today we're talking about uh, how to deal with those people, those people. You know, those people in your life, right? You, you think about every one of us, as I say, those people. You, you've, got, you've got someone in your mind, right? You're thinking, even raise your hand if you can think about who those people are. Yeah, sort of, no, don't point, don't point. Next, that's not okay. No, don't do that. But, you know, we all have those people in our lives. Those people are everywhere, right? They're crazy, Those people are everywhere, and they are crazy. Those are the people that frustrate the living snot out of you, right? Because they are critical, and they are controlling. They are people who are arrogant, and they are mean, right to their core. Those people, those are the people, they know everything about everything, right? Do you know those people? They know everything. You don't have to ask them a question. They're going to tell you what they know about whatever the topic is. Those people, in fact, those people—they're often shouting on social media, and I got to tell you, a couple years back, I used to laugh when I'd see somebody shouting with those big lo- words and so—and just—it just seemed to me that they were crazy. They be shouting, but now everybody seems to be shouting on social media. I don't laugh so much anymore because I don't find it as funny as I once did. I'm scared actually because it seems to be there all the time. Those people—they're the ones that run the gossip mill at the office. Right? Those are those people. Those people are the ones at the big family gatherings who no one really wants to sit next to them. Right? You go to the other room when they start talking. Those people. right? Those are the ones we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. But here's the thing. As followers of Jesus Christ, as Christians, we are called to love even those people. We're called to love them. Now some are more difficult to love today than they might have been before because i got to tell you, the world seems more stressed out than ever and those people tend to rise to the surface and and we tend to be easily offended by everyone and especially those people. And so if you find yourself frustrated by those people in your life, you're going to enjoy the words from Paul, the Apostle Paul, from the passage today as we read from Ephesians chapter 4. And I think you're going to find it to be helpful. So before we read that, I want to pray for us, and then we're going to read the long section of passages, a couple of passages of Scripture to read, and uh, we'll dig in. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, this day. I pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts today, that you would soften our hearts to receive your word. Uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would impress yourself upon us. And, uh, Lord, we are just so grateful for your word that challenges us, it encourages us, it rebukes us at times. Lord, to create us to be in your image. And so we pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen. So here uh, now we're going to read Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to read some verses uh, 26 through 32 in there. And it says this, In your anger do not sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everyone uh, let everything that you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Jesus Christ has forgiven you. In your anger Do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on you while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. In your anger, don't sin. What's fascinating about this passage is that it implies something that sometimes we gloss right over. And it implies this that anger is not a sin. In your anger, do not sin. The fact that it says this this in Scripture tells us that it is not a sin for us to be angry. And that's good news for us. It's good news because we all get angry. right? We all get angry. We are going to step out that door. You are going to go into the world as you leave here today. You're going to step out of the world and something's going to make you angry. You're going to see something online that's going to make you angry. You're going to read something in the news. You're going to be offended. As we said, you can't challenge that. That's going to happen in your lifetime. We all get angry angry. You're going to be offended. But there's no win in living our lives offended. There's no win there. There's no win in living offended. There's no win in living offended in work. There's no win in living offended in your family. There's no win in marriage living offended. Life is never better than when we can live unoffended lives, which is what we've been talking about through this series when we can learn how to lower our expectations, when we can raise our gratitude to God, when we can practice forgiveness, when we can do those things, that's when we find peace and joy in life. Not living offended. Living offended is is something we don't want to do. Now, being offended, that's unavoidable. Being offended is unavoidable. Living offended, that's a choice. Let me say that again so we get that. Being offended, that is unavoidable. Living offended, that's a choice. It's going to happen, but you don't have to live offended. Now, here's the thing. When we come in contact with our anger, when we deal with anger, when anger enter, enters our body, when we're dealing with that, there is a temptation for us to hold on to that anger. Right? There's a temptation to hold on to the anger. There's a, we want to nurture that offense a little bit. Right? We're angry. We want to kind of give a little bit of space. We want to rehearse the hurts over and over and over again. But the Bible tells us, do not give the devil. Do not give Satan. Do not give the father of lies, the one who is out to devour you and hurt your soul. Do not give the prince of darkness a foothold. That's what the scripture says. Do not give in. Do not give the devil a foothold. You know, when I was a kid, someone taught this passage, and, and when they taught it to me as a child, um, and, and really up until even my adulthood, when they would talk about the term foothold, I would think of it as kind of like putting your foot in a door, like to stop that door from, from, sh- from shutting all the way. Don't give the devil the ability to put that foot in. Or another way I thought of it is they talked about rock climbing. If you're climbing on a rock, don't, you know, you got to get that foot in there to get that thing so you can move up. Don't let the devil have that foothold to, to be able to climb into your life. That was kind of what it was told. But as I've studied this, you look at the word, the the actual Greek word for the word foothold, and the word is actually uh, place or room. Do not give the devil a place. Do not give the devil a room to live in. Because if you do, you're going to give him that space if you're offended and you give in to that offense as you get angry. Do not give the devil a place in your heart for room for him to work against you. That's what it's saying. Don't let him set up shop. Don't let him live in that spare room of of your heart. Don't let him do that. Don't give the devil any space in your heart. And I don't want to give the devil space in my life. I don't want to give the devil space in my marriage. I don't want to give the devil space in my, my, my work with my kids and the way I'm raising them. I don't want to give the devil space in my friendships or here in the church. I don't want to give this devil space to do that. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on you while you are still angry. That's how it continues. Don't give the devil space. Don't let him live in your your life by giving him space in that anger. And don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let the sun go down. Don't let the day end. In other words, the day of your hurt should also be the day of your healing. The day of your hurt should also be the day of your healing. The day you're betrayed, the day you're offended, that's the day to reconcile. That's the day to reconcile. When I do marriage counseling, um, when, we, when I'm preparing to do marriage counseling with someone, I, I will reference this verse a lot of times because it was told to me when I got married, and uh, Cindy and I actually tried to build our marriage around this principle. Uh, we would... We would fight when we were first married right we're trying to bring two independent people into space together to live and so we would fight and and um and and Cindy took this passage to heart I would not be able to sleep at night if one of us was angry especially if it was her she would keep me up and we would talk things out and I can tell you right now standing here before God before you and before her it frustrated the heck out of me I hated that But I have to tell you something. Cindy's commitment to that verse helped us forge our relationship, helped us stay get get stronger, helped us clean the air that night. And it would strengthen, it actually did, it strengthened our relationship. And so imagine just for a second how different your friendships would be, your marriages would be, your, your relationships would be if on the same day that I offended you, I said to you, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I offended you. I was wrong. Or imagine just for a second, when you've been offended, if someone said to you, hey, I'm sorry, would you forgive me? Will you let that go? Can we move on? Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And then don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit all those who listen. Don't let any unwholesome talk Don't let any belittling, any put-downs, any bad-mouthing, any criticism. Don't criticize people. Don't name-call. Don't let any, any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up. What if you did that? What if you put a filter on your mouth and never again was an unwholesome word coming out of your mouth again? What if you did that? In the early days of ministry, I studied and got a lot of material uh, for the work that I did from the Gary Smalley uh, Relationship Institute. And when dealing with others, the Smalley Institute had several rules uh, when they said, when you get into an argument with somebody, when you're fighting with somebody, uh, here are some basic rules. These are some ground rules that if you apply these to your life, you'll, you'll be able to make it through. And the first one is don't call names. Don't ever call names. Don't... don't if you're fighting with somebody, don't do that. Don't call names. Don't raise your voice. Don't, don't try and get big and loud and take over. And uh, Don't do that. Don't get hysterical, right? Because that distracts from what you're trying to talk about. Don't get hysterical and, 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 and distract from that. Don't say never or always, right? Sometimes we use these words. You never do. You always do. And those words actually are triggers for people, and they will stop that, that conversation from happening. And then they asked you, said, they said in, in marriages specifically, they said, don't threaten divorce, right? Never use the D word because that, that breaks down trust and it, and it, and it can, can harm the relationship. And then uh, this one kind of gets thrown in there. Don't ever quote what the pastor says in your fights. Don't, don't do that, please. Please don't do that. That's not going to get anybody any points. Uh, and if Pastor Doug said, no, you don't want to do that. But here's the thing, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Only what is useful for building up, for encouraging. We're tempted to defend in our anger, right? We're tempted to defend in our anger because we're angry and we're hurt. So we we lash out with words because, you know, they hurt me. So I need to let them know and I need to hold on to that. So, but we hold on to that. And the Bible counsels us to let go of that anger and not to hold on to it. So then it says, get rid of all bitterness, get rid of all rage, Get rid of all anger and brawling and and slander along with every form of malice. Ephesians uh, 4.31 says, We are to get rid of the anger and and practice letting go. Holding on to this offense to twist us up inside. And it's never going to be able to produce the peace that we are after. And so practice learning to get rid of that bitterness and anger. And then we continue on to verse 32. And and this is what verse 32 does not say. It doesn't say get rid of all bitterness and anger and brawling and slander with every form of malice. And then go be uh, be arrogant about your superiority. It doesn't say be critical of everyone who thinks differently from you. It doesn't say be harsh because you're dealing with idiots. That's not what it says. Right? What What does it say? Verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other, just as Jesus Christ has forgiven you. Be kind and compassionate, forgiving. How do you do that? Well, you do that up close. See, it's real easy for us to shout truth from a distance. Again, we see that all the time on social media and out in the world. It's real easy to shoot truth, uh, to shout truth from a distance. It takes time. It takes effort to love up close. We love each other in relationships. We forge relationships with each other, and it's messy and it is personal, but it's also where we can show kindness and compassionate the most effectively. I have a friend, as I said, you do too, and he's one of those people. He's one of those people, he's always right, he knows everything. He knows the way the church is supposed to be run. He can tell you about, you know, theology. He can tell you how you're supposed to spend your money. He knows the best way to handle your kids and do all the stuff you're supposed to do with them and raising them. He can tell you why the government's wrong. He can tell you the truth about COVID. And his sources are always right. There's 8 billion people in the world, but what he says is the right way to live. He's one of those people. And the thing is, I don't know that he knows that he's one of those people. And as you think about that, as you think about that, I don't know that if he doesn't understand, or I know that if he doesn't know that he's one of those people, it occurs to me, it's possible that I'm one of those people too. And you're one of those people too. We all can be those people, which is why it's so important for us not to lose perspective. I have a prayer that I want you to look at from the Psalm, Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, and it says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and then lead me in the way of everlasting life. Lord, where am I arrogant? God, where am I judgmental? Where am I self-deceiving myself? Where am I harboring anger and bitterness? Where am I carrying offense? Lord, show me how to get rid of all of that anger and teach me, God, how to be kind. Teach me how to be kind. Because every minute you are angry, you are losing a minute of joy and peace. That God has in store for you. Every minute you are angry is a minute that God has peace and joy in store for you. Being offended is inevitable, but living offended, that is a choice. And so, if you don't want to be one of those people, pray this prayer from Psalm 139 Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me, and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and then lead me, God, in the way of everlasting life. Pray that over and over and over. Go mark your Bibles up in in, uh, verse 139, 23, and 24. Mark it down, highlight it, read it over and over and over. And ask God to search you and to call out the offensive behaviors and then go and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving others, as Jesus Christ has forgiven you. And in that way, you can practice living an unoffendable life. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I am so grateful to you that you uh, love us the way that you do. God, we thank you that we can turn to you and we can ask you to search our hearts. Lord, we know that there is bitterness and there is anger and there is malice inside each and every one of us because we are human beings. And yet, God, in your grace, you love us and you forgive us and you allow us to be righteous, God, before you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us, help us all to uh, look at ourselves as those people and see what is inside of us that needs to be uh, cleaned and given over to you. And then, Lord, teach us how to go out into the world to be kind and compassionate, forgiving others as we have been forgiven already by you. We pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen.